tell of all his wondrous works. Tell of all his wonders. No one can fathom. Tell of all his wonders. Remember the wonders he has done. No one can fathom. Wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Hi guys, this is Wonderful to Tell. I'm Tracy Conrad. Today we have a perfect story for the first week of spring. Love is in the air, and the birds are singing, the sun is shining, and weddings are being planned. Today's story, it's a wedding story, told by a mom, Dana, and her daughter, Taylor. Dana and Taylor also happen to be Jace Thompson's wife and daughter. You might have heard Jace's story, Jace Thompson All In. It's a great story, but at this recording session, Jace was in the audience to offer moral support for Dana and Taylor and to introduce them to the audience. Here's Jace. All right, Jace, take it away. Okay. Um, hi, y'all. Um, this is Taylor, our favorite daughter, mm-hmm. and um, our <laughs> only daughter. We have two boys, um, but she is our favorite because we've known her the longest. Yeah. So she's the elder of the three kids. And, um, and so she got married, I don't remember, how many years ago? Six-ish. Six-ish years mm-hmm. ago. And that's what they're going to kind of talk about. And this is my uh, wife, Dana. Um, and we've been married for, we celebrated 30 years on December 31st. And so, uh, and so she, she's kind of hung out with me and done life with me for all these years and put up with my shenanigans. And we were married for nine months and they got pregnant. Uh, well, she got pregnant. And then, uh, and then here she came. She came yeah. along. So it's just, you know, it's, it's real transformation, real, a lot of transformation going on in our lives and the, the adventures that we've gotten to do being on Young Life staff. And so, um, and now, I don't, I don't want to steal your story if you're going to share it. I'm not saying that. Okay, so she, she, she went to Texas A&M. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. She went to A&M, but then our son went to Texas and the other kids at OU, so. No allegiance. No, no. Zero allegiance. Dana went to Baylor. We're like a dysfunctional yeah. allegiance. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, but. Really dysfunctional. Um, but she went to A&M, and that's where she met her husband. And he went to AM also, and uh, they're on Young Life staff, which is fun. He's a, the area director, I'm the area director of Fort Worth, and he's the area director in Atlanta. And so it's fun just that kind of tradition and family kind of carrying on. So they're going to talk just a little bit about um, their story mm-hmm. together. There you go. So uh, our really wonderful story begins uh, on May 13th, 1990, uh, at the birth of our firstborn, Taylor, sitting next to me. And uh, we uh, headed to the hospital and to the labor and delivery and had no idea if we were having a boy or a girl. So when the doctor announced it's a girl, we um, were overjoyed and all the emotion that came with that um, and the thoughts that start going through your head of what is it going to be like to raise a daughter. And I remember that first day in the hospital holding her and it was a quiet moment. Jason and I kind of had a rare quiet moment with uh, no visitors and He prayed over Taylor, and I remember thinking, how in the world um, are we going to provide everything that she needs? And one of the things that popped in my head was, it's a girl, so there's probably going to be a wedding someday. Oh, my. I have no idea how we'll ever do that. And the Lord just, um, as he's done throughout my life, quieted my soul and reminded me that one day at a time, just trust him for today. So, um Fast forward 21 years and uh, the summer of 2011, and uh, we were on assignment, Jason and I were, at Frontier Ranch, one of our favorite Young Life camps, and uh, I knew there was a, 
an imminent engagement about to happen. I knew that uh, Taylor and Ryan were serious, and the day was soon to approach that Ryan would come and ask for her hand in marriage, and I just kept thinking on it and thinking, oh, nothing has changed in these 21 years. We still don't have the resources. I don't have any more talent. I have no idea how we're going to pull this off. So I just prayed a lot about it and uh, that month, and I remember sitting in the back of uh, the club room. Actually, I was standing up against this stone wall and where I had done hundreds of times before in, at Frontier Ranch in the Kachina. And the speaker was summing up that week, and he spoke from John 2 and the passage where Jesus um, performs his first miracle and at a wedding in Cana. And uh, he talks about you know, that he was an invited guest, and his mother was there, the disciples were there, and, uh, and he showed up, and he did a miracle, his first one. And the Lord very uh, specifically in that moment in time spoke into my spirit and said, do you not think if I showed up and did my first miracle at a wedding that I'm not going to show up and do miracles? Um, along the journey of this wedding. I love you, and uh, I just want you to trust me. So uh, I remember thinking and speaking back to that voice and saying, Yes, Lord, I trust you. Help me to trust you. And it was then that we began yet another journey of a faith walk, of trusting him for something that we had no idea how we were going to tackle. So. Yeah, so I realized I was driving her um, back up six years before she had that moment, and uh, I met a boy at Frontier Ranch. Um, technically, we first met when we were at that exact camp, and he was fifth, I was 15, and then that was that, and I thought he was cute, and we moved on. Um, <laughs> and then fast forward to uh, now, let's see, it was 2010, um, so... Um, Eight years ago today, that boy asked me to be his girlfriend on a snowy day um, in College Station, which doesn't happen, so that proves there's a God. And um, <laughs> we walked in the snow, and he asked me, and I said yes, but I didn't realize what that simple yes was going to lead to. And then fast forward to the December following um, her having that moment with the Lord at Frontier Ranch, and that boy turned man, got down on one knee, and asked me at Frontier Ranch um, if I'd spend the rest of my life with him. And I said yes again. Um, and so that uh, faith journey, I knew going into being like, oh, we get to plan a wedding, um, was really exciting. But also I felt nervous going into that um, because I knew the circumstance of our family and that we didn't have anything to make that happen. Um, and I just remember feeling like, oh, this is going to be a burden. And I don't want to be a burden. Um, and I want to celebrate, but like, I don't want to be a burden Lord. And, um, and through this process, God was really kind and teaching me like, you're not a burden. Um, I love you. And I provide, um, when it feels like there's no provision. So, so we get home from the engagement, um, and get back from Colorado where he proposed and, and we're kind of thinking, where do we start? Um, and, I received a text a few days after being home from a dear friend who is now really a dear, dear friend. Uh, and it said, 
uh, is Jenna Lee. And Jenna is an incredible um, wedding coordinator and event planner. And she she's like the best of the best. And and I I get this text, and we were friends, but we weren't as close as we are now. And it's funny what a journey will do for you. But uh, she she said, I want to. I know I just heard the great news that Taylor's engaged. Congratulations. I want to offer to you my services um, in whatever way I can be of help, my resources, my time, my talent, um, whatever I can give, free of charge. Well, that right there was huge to me because I thought, I I don't have any expertise in this. I We don't have a place to start. I don't even know where do I, I would say, where do we begin? So that was like just a huge uh, relief over my heart as a mom, just thinking, oh, God, I have somebody to hold my hand in this journey, and that really is great. And if anybody can take something, um, nothing, and make it into something great, it's Jenna. So I was really comforted by that and got to share that great news with Taylor. And so we set off for the journey, and that uh, first thing, first thing we had to tackle was to come up with a date and to secure um, a a spot, a, t- a date at the church. So we went uh, to Christ Chapel, and we uh, asked. We wanted Taylor knew she wanted to get married in the the old sanctuary, the chapel where she grew up, and having a lot of sentimental value there, just in her heart of where she remembers uh, growing and learning. And she, she and I went in and talked to them and figured out a date. And I remember putting the deposit down and just kind of securing our our spot. And there's a lot that goes into a church. Um, the people they have to hire to bring all that together. And so there was a cost involved and we wrote the check and I remember Taylor's eyes like popping out of her head and her looking at me like, what? And we got in the car and I said, yeah, we, um, it's going to cost money. And she's thinking, we can't even afford the church. How are we going to do a wedding? Mm -hmm. And I said, I know baby, but God has this. He has always provided. He will again. I don't know how, but he'll show up and we just have to step in faith again. So that was the beginning, and uh, then we get a letter in the mail, probably, I don't know, within a week or two, and uh, it was a letter from Ted, and I returned check, and it said that, that, that it, the church had been taken care of, and so um, that was another first little sign um, we also, one other little quick thing was we were at a staff conference in January and we were coming back and we got bumped. We got these two extra tickets and at the same time we're sitting in this airport, Jason and I are thinking, wow, this is so great. We've got two extra tickets. We've never had free tickets to anywhere. So here we have them and we're thinking this is probably going to come in handy. I mean, for the wedding. Well, we get a text at that very moment from a dear friend, and it's Taylor will tell you more in a minute about this, but um, she had kind of been stalking this photographer that she wanted her whole life. And, and truly stalking. <laughs> like, that's not an exaggeration. I mean, truly stalking. Yeah. So she, she and her husband sent a text to Jace and said, um, Sharon wants to come do this wedding, and she wants to do it free of charge. We just need a way to get there. Here we were holding this extra plane ticket. And so, like, all these little things just continue to come. I mean, there's story after story. Yeah. So we go and have a date. So we got to pick a reception venue. And um, while God had already been making himself very clear that he was providing, I still uh, had a lot to learn in that department. And so we go, and we're looking at different places, and 
there's just so many dollars that go into a reception venue. And uh, I remember driving out of the Botanic Gardens and fighting back tears and being like, like, we don't have to do this, Mom. Like, we can just, we don't, we don't have a wedding. Like, the church is paid for. And, like, then that can be it. We don't need a big party. We don't, I don't need all of that. It's fine. And I, I vividly remember saying, Taylor, you're not a burden. And she didn't know that I had had those thoughts. But she said, Taylor, you're not a burden. Like, we want to celebrate you and Ryan. Um, and we want to bless you. And so don't take that away from us. Um, God has always provided he will continue to provide. Um, and while, yeah, we don't have anything, but your Heavenly Father does. And He will provide so that your earthly father can celebrate his daughter. Don't take that away. I'm sorry, yes, ma'am. Because um, what else do you say at that moment, you know? And then we drove to a lunch that I wasn't supposed to be at, but she had to go to this lunch with some women. And sitting next to me at the table was... Um, the owner of Mainstay Farm, and she was so excited. I was like, where are you doing it? And all this stuff, come look at the farm. And we were like, well, we know how much that costs, so thank you, but can't do that. Um, And she squeezed my hand and said, let's talk. Well, our reception was at Mainstay Farm, Um, and and it was beautiful and beyond my dreams. And um, so then the one part that I was excited about, and I knew it cost a lot of money, but I was very excited, was picking my dress. And um, I said, Mom, like, I need to know what the budget is for this. Like, I, I want to actually hear a dollar, and I'm going to stay with, I want to work within those bounds. I want a boundary. And so she pulled out this mason jar, which was strange, and it was full of money. And she said, Taylor, when Ryan came and asked for your hand, um, we, I took a job, and I saved all of my salary um, while I worked that job and leading up to this um, with the intention of paying for your wedding dress with whatever I made. Um, and she said that, and I just thought, man, Lord, like, you provide a way before I even knew I needed something. Like, I didn't even know that a wedding dress was going to be needed soon, and yet you provided a job for her to pay for this. Um, and so getting to go in and pick a dress was so joyful, um, because it was this physical, tangible reminder of God's provision um, in this little mason jar. And, um, I mean, we could go on for way longer than what we have allotted, um, telling story after story of people providing, printing all of our Save the Dates invitations, programs, all of it, to the photographer, to um, a friend offering to make hundreds of cupcakes when she was not a professional baker, but she showed up and did it, um, to the DJ saying, hey, I'll just do it as a gift, to um, our wedding coordinator having a wedding the weekend before ours, and they had absurd amounts of flowers, and she said, they're all still alive, and the mom didn't want them, so do you want to just see if we can use them? And friends of my mom's babying those flowers so they would stay alive for our wedding. (laughs) Then the money, we didn't have a bouquet for me, so somebody writing a check saying, hey, I don't know, but I just felt like I was supposed to give this to you, and it was the amount of money to pay for a bouquet to, I mean, just on and on and on and on of the Lord saying, like, I I see you, Taylor, and I provide. Have you not learned yet? I provide. Um, And it just made me think, like, he is a God who sees me. He is Elroy, the God who sees me. And he provides. And um, over and over and over again, he provides. And so the day came, September 22nd. And um, I remember waking up early and sitting on my Bible and being like, well, what are you supposed to read on your wedding day? Um, 
And not really knowing what to say or pray, and while God had provided immensely throughout this process, I still cried a lot of tears and felt like a burden some days and felt like it was too much. And um, I had this moment that morning thinking of my mom being a little girl and remembering so many times laying in bed, going to sleep, and my mom praying for the man that I would one day marry. And as an eight-year-old, that was weird. But then as a bride, um, I thought, this was the day. Like all those times she prayed, this was the day that it was culminating on. Um, and that it felt like God was just, had been like, hey, I went before you. In ways that you can't even fathom, I went before you. Um, and so when the doors opened and I saw Ryan standing at the end of the aisle, um, he was steady and yet really tender. Um, and I saw, yes, this man I love, but I also saw the tender and steady love of Jesus. And, um, and I knew that um, as much as I felt loved and celebrated in that moment, that that was a fraction of what I would feel one day when I get to see Jesus face to face. And I remember looking at my dad and him saying, take it all in. And I was like, I'm trying, but this is a lot. Um, and, uh, and it was so sweet, and our ceremony was so sweet, just like all weddings are, but it felt really holy. Um, and I, we made a covenant because Christ modeled that to us, to make a covenant of unconditional love. And we are very far from perfect, um, but he is. And he said, hey, even when you're faithless, I will remain faithful. Um, and so we <coughs> said yes to each other, just in modeling of what Jesus did for us. Um, and it was really sweet, and then it was time to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Jace, I know, had always said, I want to just be a dad on that day. I don't want to be, though he's a, you know, on, in full-time ministry and on staff with Young Life, he thought, I don't want to perform the ceremony. I want to be her dad. And so... That was a really big deal for him, and I think a great role that he stepped into that day and just did a phenomenal job um, walking Taylor down the aisle. But there was all, and all that goes with that. And at the end of that, the only thing he had to do was to stand up and invite all the guests um, to this great banquet feast, the celebration, what comes after. And, and I remember he uh, pulled out his Bible and he read a scripture from Isaiah 25, 6. And that scripture says, The Lord of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet for all peoples on this mountain, a banquet of aged wine, choice meats, and refined aged wine. And he says it twice, wine, twice. And I think it's kind of funny, but go back to the first miracle that uh, Jesus did at a wedding. And he provided, he, he actually literally turned the water to wine. Well, he figuratively turned our nothing water to wine. And, I mean, there's even a true story, part of this other, another crazy story. And there's a, there are dozens. I wish I could tell you all of them. But uh, Jace received a phone call one day from a dear friend. And he said, hey, are y'all going to have wine at your wedding, at this wedding for Taylor? And, I, and Jace is like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> we, which, again, um, anonymous Letters showed up, checks in the mail showed up during this season. And I mean, big sums, like that covered all the food for 600 people. I mean, we're talking crazy amounts that we thought, what? And where is this coming from? And people that wanted to be a part that didn't even need to have their name on it, just 
the body of Christ. And so this one particular call that came in just said, well, I don't know that we're going to have enough for wine, but, you know, the Lord's provided the food, and we're thankful for that. And uh, he said, well, you're going to have wine, and I'm providing it. And um, there's this vineyard up in California, and I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to get cases of this wine, and you're not going to run out. I thought, wow, he literally turned our, he tur- literally turned water to wine at, at the wedding in Cana, but he figuratively turned our water um, to wine. And I just think on that and just realize that it takes the body of Christ to, to kind of come together in all the gifts. And it's really not about us. We bring nothing to the table. He does it all. And, uh, and he often uses the body. So we were greatly blessed in this journey and give God all the glory. Thanks for listening. What a beautiful love story and a story of love. Jesus said in John 13, 34 through 35, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That's it exactly. To see photos from the wedding and read more about the incredible wedding celebration, visit our website at wonderfultotell.com, where you can find links to Young Life, an article written by Taylor about the wedding, and a link to Taylor's amazing business, Timber and Jane. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our show so you don't miss out on any wonderful to tell stories. This episode was produced by Michael, Brad, and Tracy Conrad with the invaluable support of our crew members, Lindy, Kevin, Katie, Karen, Nancy, Mark, Debbie, Haley, Jeffrey, and John Alfred. Michael Conrad composed our intro, Lindy Conrad came up with our name, and Matt, Jeff, and Justin from Fort Worth High Tech Signs created our logo. If you have a story wonderful to tell, let us know. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and at our website, wonderfultotell.com. And thanks for listening. 